Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. How are you? I'm good. Everyone is sleeping. <laughs> That's the best time. You know when you like take like a million pictures of your babies and you're like when they're sleeping. Oh, my kids are so cute when they're sleeping. All kids are cute when they're sleeping. And then they start talking. I sent Gretchen a text last night of my kids having a pillow fight at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm like, can they, for the love of God, can they please settle down? 
Yeah, my kids have been doing this thing lately where I'm like, they're just too crazy and I can handle it like all day. But after like eight o'clock, I'm like, okay, if you guys are going to be bananas, then I'm going to go to my room and look on my phone. Mm. And so I go in my room and start winding down and look at my phone. And then they all come in here. I'm like, why can't you guys get, I'm like, get out, bounce. They're like, why? (laughs) I'm like, I came in here to get away from you. You don't start homeschool until 12. So my kids start school at eight. And so they cannot be going to bed at 10 o'clock at night or they're little assholes all day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like sleeping on the computer. I mean, it's like a shit show. So you know, I even gave melatonin and they're still jumping on the beds. Oh, that melatonin thing backfired on me. You know, oh, I had no. that one night of peace. <laughs> yeah. And then I gave it to her again and it like knocks her out. And then she wakes up like wide awake. Oh. I can't go back to sleep. I can't go back to sleep. I can't go back to sleep. Oh, Jesus. This morning I woke up at 430, took the dogs out and these crazy ass coyotes were going bananas. Like I could hear them. They sounded like wild banshees. Yeah. Like hyenas or something. I think they saw my dogs and were like, breakfast. Yeah, totally breakfast. You better be yeah, careful. I was really nervous. I was like out there with them, like going crazy. I was like, go pee as fast as you can. I wish that dogs could talk <laughs> <laughs> or understand what I was saying. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee. Last time I talked to you, you were drinking White Claws. Yeah. How'd that go? No headache? No headache. And that was two days ago. And I did have some White Claws yesterday as well. Oh, Even so- though I said I was going to every <laughs> so that diet. It's going great. Okay. I'm drinking coffee also, yeah. you guys. And since quarantine, I've, you know, I haven't had Starbucks as much. Although there's a great new drink only in LA that I found from Starbucks. It's like cold brew with oat milk foam on top. It's amazing. Just to let you know. You know what I hear is also great is this Travis Scott burger. And I don't really get it. Where is it? You don't know about this? No. It's at McDonald's. You can order the Travis Scott burger. And it's like a quarter pounder with cheese, with bacon, with barbecue sauce on the side. Okay. Did you have it? No, but people are saying it's like... So good? McDonald's is getting a lot of hype for this. People love it. And I'm like, it just sounds like a quarter pounder with cheese and bacon and barbecue barbecue sauce sauce on the side. I think it is. I'm like, I don't... But it has Travis Scott's name on it. Yeah. So that's all you have to do to make something amazing. I'm thinking if it was a quarter pounder with cheese and bacon and Chick-fil-A sauce on the side, then I'd be like, <laughs> boom, McDonald's, mind people, blown. People freaking love Chick-fil-A. Dude, Alish, when she came to see me, she's like, she brought me disinfectant wipes and, and Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the Chick-fil-A. I get the in and out and I get the in and out sauce. Yeah. But any other fast food I don't get. No, I'm with you. I mean, Chick-fil-A is like, I I can take it or leave it. It's like, whatever. I mean, that sauce is pretty good. But I'm not one of those like, oh, I crave Chick-fil-A. Like some people are like crazy for it. Never. I only crave In-N-Out. Yeah. 
that's the only fast food drive through and it's not even fast food because you are in line for 45 minutes. So, oh my God, you might as well just go to a restaurant. It's so bananas. It's crazy, right? It's yeah. like every single time Sean's like, we're not going in and out. It's going to take an hour. I know, but it's good. Yeah, I know. Can you remind me who Travis Scott is again? Is that Kylie's baby daddy? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's also a very popular musician. Wops up, Tab. <laughs> Wops up. <laughs> Sorry. It's really early, guys. We were going to record last night. And then that true crime in bed by nine, it wasn't going to happen. So. Yeah. Well, I had a bit. Of, I put up my Halloween decorations. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. It does not offend anybody, by the way. I don't know if we're going to like trick or treat or what, like who knows, but I got to decorate. And you know what? It felt good. Normal, happy, great. Oh, let me tell you. So we went to soccer practice yesterday and I took all the kids. So like while one's practicing, the other ones are just kind of playing. And there were other siblings there and they were all playing and they all did like a little baseball game. And it was so just real, right? Like I'm like, dude, this is what life should be yeah. and what my kids should be doing. And I got really sad. Yeah. I like, I, I'm like, can you – I asked one of the ladies, I was like, can you bring your son to your daughter's soccer practice every Thursday, please? Because I think this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people want to see decorations and happiness and whatnot. We we also did a drive-by on my street for a little girl down the street. And um, all the neighbors were out and happy and, like, taking pictures. And, you know, I don't think we need to do a drive-by anymore. But, yeah, just have a party. <laughs> yeah, have a party. <laughs> that could be very Maybe a more low-key party. But, yeah. Like a family party. Yeah. Outside. Listen, that's going to offend some people because I know lots of people are still really quarantining, which we are also, but we're safely trying to expand our horizons. Right. All Mm. right. You ready for your crime? I'm ready. You're on the mic, girl. Today, Tabitha, I am going to take you on a trip to Florida. Oh, my God. As promised. I told you I was going to. Thank you so much. And you also called me Tabitha. That is like, I'm in trouble, guys. (laughs) That's true. Whenever I'm like, like, what the F, Tab? I never say what the F, Tab. I say Tabitha. I know. Well, so does everybody that's very mad at me. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm not mad at you. Okay. Yet. Okay. All right. Okay. Anywho, not just any part of Florida, fancy AF Fort Lauderdale part, okay, where you can Mm -hmm. buy a home on a waterway for as little as 500,000, but be like on the water. On the water? You know, they have all those waterways. So you're like, I know. I like that though. For 30 million, you can have your choice of luxury. McMansions. 
It's only a McMansion for thirty million, no, or no, it's no, a no, mansion. No, it's a mansion. Okay. Okay. Anyways, the kind of mansion where you could have, you know, your yacht parked out front, and you would. So, Mr. Scott Rothstein was an up-and-coming lawyer in the early 2000s who was ambitious and making a name for himself. He was able to convince Mr. Stuart Rosenfeld, the owner of a reputable law firm, to go into business with him. And Scott took the firm to the next level. He set the precedence right away by renting premier office space in a high-rise in downtown Fort Lauderdale. The firm grew seemingly overnight and continued to pick up lawyers. By the mid-2000s, Scott was the man around town that everyone knew and also kind of a man of mystery. Yeah. What I mean by that is he was always out and about, so everybody knew him. He loved strip clubs and nightclubs and along with his business partner and like best friend he co-owned a few nightclubs actually i say that he was a man of mystery at the same time because he had people talking like how is this dude so rich you know who i think that about too who epstein there's a little epstein tie in this actually oh it's interesting because i'm always like how just Don't know if he was as rich as he was, but he had money. So I don't know. But anyways, go ahead. Well, okay. So everybody was talking about like, why is this dude so rich? Especially other lawyers. Lawyers wanted to know, what is this guy doing? Because they can't imagine that it was possible to amass the kind of wealth that Scott had in such a short period of time practicing law. What I mean by that kind of wealth that left their head spinning was... He didn't just have one of those waterfront mansions. He had mansions. He had a fleet of Bugattis, Ferraris, Bentleys. He had an obnoxious, you know, multi-million dollar watch collection. And he gave away million dollar charity donations like we round up for cancer or feed the hungry at Vons. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, a lot of money. I like the charity aspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, all these charity donations kind of solidified him in high society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He became real friendly with the Florida big shots and politicians that attend these galas like Trump. You know, mm-hmm. he's got that Marla I go, mm-hmm. especially in the 2000. And... John McCain, he was at a gala for him who was he was running for president at the time. Remember? Yep. He was real tight with the Florida governor. He donated to law enforcement. So, you know, when you're like making it rain with millions all the time to people in power, that lends itself to keeping you in kind of a protective bubble, as in people don't ask too many questions because they don't want the donations to stop. And also they feel obligated to help you out with a favor here and there. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't just like parking tickets that were not a problem for Scott. There are actually several accounts of Scott grossly abusing this power. More than parking tickets. More than parking tickets. Yeah. Yeah. One example is allegedly a friend of his who was going through a messy divorce told Scott about his problems. And according to that friend's ex-wife, she was pulled over by the police and they found planted drugs in her purse. She was arrested, strip searched and humiliated when she told the officers, how do you think you will get away with this? They laughed and said, that's funny. You know, we're the ones with the guns. But somebody planted drugs. Yeah. She says that her ex must have. It was a prescription bottle with the label taken off of it. She said she got pulled over and the officer immediately said, let me see your purse. Oh, like it was a total. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. She thought she was going to she was being pulled over because her registration was past due. Are they allowed to search your purse? I don't think they're allowed to do that. She said they well. They did. They did. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you're loopy or something. Yeah. I mean, they can make stuff up. Right. Yeah. Okay, so long story short, at the time, she lost her custody battle, and she blames Scott's powerful influence. People that were in his circle at that period of time say that's everyone, like, came to Scott with their problems because he had ways of making them go away. So. Do I need a Scott in my life? No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, somebody that can make your problems go away (laughs) sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Well, he did it corruptly, Tab. And well, it, I mean, I'm sure that's why we're talking about it. People associated with him paid a price. Oh, no. We're going to get to that. Okay. Okay. So in 2004, Scott had become a regular at a bar where he became friendly with a smoking hot bartender named Kimberly. Kimberly says he was charming. She actually emphasizes that he was charming a little extra, I think, because Scott was not cute. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it was real love. He was not a sugar daddy, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. He made up for that bad looks in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Well, I do think she loved Scott. Probably. I mean, I think his flashy lifestyle maybe made him more appealing than his charm. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So he asked her out and they got engaged three weeks later. Whoa. Yeah. So come on. Okay. Okay. So they had the wedding of the century, I think. Seriously. It's unbelievable. They had it at the Versace mansion and they spent a million dollars on champagne alone. No way. Oh, yeah. Extra fancy. Wow. That is fancy. People say there's never been a better party that they did it. Kimberly and Scott. I kind of want to be at that party. I know. Kimberly and Scott living the dream as the it couple. Taking little trips on their yacht that Scott named. This is going to make me puke a little bit in my mouth every time I read this. 
he named his yacht the Princess Kimberly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's smoking hot. I know, but princess. I can't Um, even with that. I have a friend, and I probably shouldn't say this on here, but I don't think she listens. Her husband calls her Gorgie. That's cuter. That's like more original. And well, yeah, I guess it is. But they have it everywhere in their house, like this big flower thing that says Gorgie across it, you know, that you could keep for like a year. Yeah. And then in her gym, she has like Gorgie on the mat. <laughs> a little extra. Okay. Just saying. That is a little extra. But it is really cute. Um, it is a cute name. It's better than princess. Princess is kind of like what you call your kid, I feel like. When yeah. you have like a little girl, you're like, oh, Princess Kyla, whatever. Yeah, I feel like, and no offense to any Kimberleys out there, but I feel like I have this like Kimberly thing in my head about that name because my sister's name is Kimberly, and people have mistakenly called her Kimberly her whole life. I'm sure, and she's, all the time. And she's like, ugh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. It's like Kyla gets called Kayla all the time. Yeah. And it does the same thing to me. I'm like, it's not Kayla. It's Kyla. Not that there's anything wrong with the name Kayla. No, Kayla's very cute too. Yeah. It's just not Kyla. Yeah. Yeah. Just also people call me Samantha. Oh, that's right. I'm like, it's Tabitha or Tiffany. I get Tiffany or Samantha. And I'm like, the only reason you're calling me Samantha is because you're thinking of Bewitched. Yeah. And that was Tabitha's mom. Yeah. (laughs) And I could see Tiffany because you're like, it's a T name. I know it's some sort of 80s T name. Right. People don't mess up my name. I'm sure they do. They're like Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, they do. I do get that sometimes. Or the funniest thing is people go, Gretch, can I call you that? Like it's like offensive. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you can. Everyone does. I know it's not like cute, like Steph or Tiff, but it is my name. So go ahead. <laughs> or Tab. Isn't that yeah, cute? I mean, that's cu- like. No, it's cute. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Go on. Okay. We've been on this too long. Okay. Okay. Reeling it back in. Okay. So. Kimberly. Princess Kimberly. Kimberly Princess Kimberly. They're on the yacht. You know when things started getting shitty for investors across the country in like 2008 Mm -hmm. when the stock market crashed. Everything went down. Yeah. Well, everything was still great for Scott. In fact, he was busier than ever. So how was he making all the money? Yeah, I want to know, like, what was he doing? Well, what he told his potential investors was his law firm settled lawsuits, mostly sexual harassment claims, where businessmen were willing to pay out 5% of their wealth to settle. And they would agree to pay the amount over time and then... The Scott's law firm would pay their clients a fraction of what they had actually won for them because Mm -hmm. or settled for them because most people will agree to that because they just want the lump sum in cash now. So he was essentially selling the lawsuits, taking a fee and then paying the investors over time large returns. So when the market crashes, people were looking to put their money somewhere. 
safe. you know, safe. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, they were like knocking down Scott's door because it seemed like it was like win, win, win. One investor alone had handed over $125 million. Whoa. In 2008, here's your Epstein tie-in. Epstein, Epstein. 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 Okay. When he was arrested in 2008, Scott was all over it, selling settlement cases from Epstein's victims, which he said that he represented to investors. This is big business, this lawsuit thing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So Scott's law firm was everywhere. They sponsored professional boxing events, like sponsored by Rosenfeld, Rothstein, Tonight's event. Was it it anywhere that they knew that people would like any kind of guys that would be sexually assaulting women that would want to come after them? They just were everywhere. I think they were just, I think that they got a lot of, they had so much money and attention and they loved it. Okay. Okay. Also, being that public and wealthy comes along with security detail. Getting into Scott's personal office became like Fort Knox with all the hoops you had to go through. And he had a bodyguard follow around his wife. The bodyguard has actually disclosed that in actuality, his job was actually to make sure that Kimberly never caught up with Scott doing any fucking around, which she did a lot of. He fucked around on her? Yeah, on her. Beautiful Kimberly. Yeah. Princess Kimberly? Oh, yeah. He had an apartment across the street from his office that him and his inner circle used as a place just to bring the sex workers. Oh, wow. Yeah, but that is so sneaky. Like, baby, you need security. And it's really just so she can never, like, show up at the, you know, restaurant, the Mar-a-Lago, oh. while he's got candy. You know what? He he probably was friends with Epstein. I'm sure that they were, were at the around. same parties. For sure. Yes. There's no doubt. But they are, I'll tell you, they were not friendly before Epstein was killed, kill himself, whatever you choose to believe. No, I don't think that a lot of people were friendly with him at that point. Okay. Well, they had reason. Okay. Okay. Mr. Scott, who is just a peach, right? I mean, he sounds like it. Yeah. Already. Yeah. So he has a meeting with a potential investor. And funny thing happened. This time, the man was not biting. He just like was not buying what Scott was selling about the whole buy the lawsuits thing, you know? And Scott was aggro about it. The man was looking over a lawsuit that Scott was trying to sell him, but all the verifiable information had been blacked out. And the man began questioning, well, like, how do I know you didn't just Photoshop this? Why can't I know the names of the people involved? And Scott told him what he told everybody, you know, like he gave him the spiel about, you know, it's for the people's privacy. Yeah. It's a lawyer confidentiality. Yeah. Agreement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey dude, look at, I know the governor. Look at all the photos of me with famous people on the walls. I'm legit. Would someone who donates, you know, millions of dollars to St. Jude's Hospital be involved with something not legit? The man left, 
continued to think about it, worried that, in fact, he might be passing up a financial windfall. But he went with his gut and made a phone call to the FBI Mm. to look into what was going down at the firm. Listen, this was really smart because what he did gather from all those pictures of, you know, Scott with like law officials and everything was that I can't call anyone local. Oh, yeah. I can't even call anyone within Florida because they're all in bed with Scott. Right. Like something fishy's going on. And then on. they probably all have their money tied up with them in some way or another, right? Yeah. And so then they're like, yeah, there's no way. I mean, if he was smart enough, which he probably was, he probably was taking like a little bit from people that made a little bit, like the cops, right? He's like, oh, invest a little bit with me and I'll give you a big return, which then he probably did. And oh, then he did. Like they're really in bed with them. Yes. Yeah. He did pay people returns, which is why they they liked him and didn't ask a lot of questions. Anyway, so this guy calls the FBI and the FBI was on it. There was also a local reporter, this guy, Bob Norman, who had been trying to figure out what the real deal with Scott was for years. According to Bob, there were rumors that Scott was involved with everything from Internet porn to Colombian cartels. Oh, shoot balls. Well, you know, it's Florida. There's a lot of like Colombian drug money coming in and out of there because it's seriously I mean, it's like stupid money he has. Okay, he actually met with Scott one day to put the rumors to rest and do a piece about this just high profile Fort Lauderdale businessman. And he said that Scott laid it out to him how the whole thing worked with the lawsuits and the settlements and the payouts. But then he told him, by the way, if you write Anything that paints me in a negative light, you will regret it. That's scary. Yeah, that's scary. Okay. So, by the way, there was a female attorney. There were 70 attorneys at this firm. Okay. It's a big firm who had a reputation for being legit, who ended up being found dead in a ditch. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. 
Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. And Scott has never been charged in any relation or with like relation or involvement with her murder, but it's suspected that she was on to him. And so he used his power to have her killed. Her name was Melissa Britt. So Scott was, you know, scary. Scary. Okay. So what was Melissa potentially onto? Well, the real deal with the money was it was just a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. Scott forged documents to lure people in. And um, for him to initially pay out high returns, he had to keep luring them. He could just keep that going for as long as he was able to find new investors. I mean, that's how a Ponzi scheme works. As long as you have new people coming in, it will continue to go. But his scheme became so massive, over a billion dollars, that he couldn't keep up. And it all started crashing down on him. So he knew it. He became real unstable. Kimberly says he started walking around the house with a gun. Oh, God. Yeah. So Scott did a little research as to what countries don't extradite to America. And he hopped on a plane to Casablanca, Morocco, which I found coincidental because my last fraud case found herself in Morocco as well. Miss Anna Delvey. It must be a place to go and hide. I think Anna just went there because Khloe Kardashian posted pictures about it. But, oh, Morocco, fraudsters. Okay. Scott committed another unconscionable act before he bounced. See, the law firm was huge. And not everyone who worked there was in on the whole Ponzi scheme. There were some legit lawyers and... They took people's cases who had settlements for their, you know, accident cases or, you know, whatever. These were normal people. Not that it's like okay to, you know, rip off anyone, but taking Joe from Tampa settlement who can't work because he hurt his back, you know? Yeah. He's that guy's going to feel it more than it maybe if you take like Joe, the hedge fund investor from, you know, New York City's money. Okay. So anyways, there's this escrow account where all these people's settlements were. And before Scott went to Morocco, he emptied the account of the $17 million in it. So 
he kind of quietly does this and leaves. And he calls his friend that the friend that co-owned the nightclubs with him to just come meet me in Morocco. And when he gets him out there and explain, he explains to him that I did something bad. I'm going to need you friend to come out here and open up some nightclubs so I can do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be doing that in Morocco. Okay. So his friend is like, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to open clubs up in Morocco. And he really had no idea how much actual trouble Scott was about to be in and kind of himself too. Because one day Scott had asked this man to put on a suit and come down to his office. Just like, hey, buddy, come on down here and put on a suit and just agree with everything I say. Look legit. Look legit. I'm going to tell my client you work for the bank. Like it was no big deal. (laughs) This guy says, his name is Steve Caputi. He says he knew that this was wrong, but he didn't want to mess with Scott. Out of fear, Scott would use his power to put him out of business. He didn't think that much of it at the time. And this is what is so interesting about these fraud cases. I think that so many really intelligent, hardworking people are easily intimidated and hypnotized by the appearance of wealth. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's like 99% don't even question it. I think because wealth comes power, right? So... And intimidation. And so if you think that somebody had, I don't know, I feel like there's a couple things. You don't question it because maybe that's rude, right? Like you're not like, where did you get all your money? It's like rude to say that to somebody. But you're investing your money. You have every right to ask every question in the world about it. And I'm sure that they would in every other aspect of their life, but put a bunch of money in front of people and they become speechless. I think also it's like, maybe don't really want to know. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think they don't really want to know. I keep thinking when I was like researching this case and looking at these people who got taken, I kept hearing that's like, Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes it just hypnotize me. I just love y'all flashy ways. Like, that's it. I, they just love the flashy ways, you know? You know, it's like some guys with women. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm like, don't, don't get hypnotized. Oh, my husband, before we were together, goes to Vegas and there's this super hot chick and she is all up on him, okay, at the club. And he's like, I just thought she was like digging my style. And she is like freaking him and whatever. Like then she just bounces like out of nowhere. And he's like, where did that girl go? Like what happened? I thought we were going home together. No, she fucking robbed his shit blind. Did she take his wallet or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Everything he had in his pockets, gone. Oh, my God. I'm like, she wasn't grabbing for your junk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. sad, huh? Scandalous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. So she hypnotized him. So I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Scott plotting his next move with his buddy in Morocco. His buddy's like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Okay. While they're doing this, having this conversation, there was actually a charity gala happening at Scott's house. Hmm. The who's who of that whole, you know, rich Florida scene all attended and it was business as usual. I'm just minus Scott actually being there. Scott called his wife from Morocco and told her that, oh, you know, that business trip that I'm on, it's going to be forever that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, honey, there's a lot of people that are going to want to hurt you and our families. So I suggest you go to the safe and there's a bag of diamonds in there. And maybe you just give them to a friend or something to hold on to because shit's going to go down soon. And uh, funds might be challenging. And he was he was right. Within days, the story broke in the local paper that Scott had emptied the firm's, you know, escrow accounts and fled the country. He leaves his wife. It wasn't true love, I don't think. A douchebag. Yeah. Uh, Did he have kids at this point? No. Thank God. Okay, that's good. Okay. Okay, so freaking SWAT came in and swarmed his office and his homes and they, you know, loaded up the flatbeds they took his shit oh yeah they take everything they take it all okay they took it all now scott's next move is kind of surprising a month after he fled to morocco he came back no way yeah what an idiot he came back we really don't know why i mean people speculate it's because someone threatened his family Maybe he thought the world wasn't a big enough place for him to hide. I don't really know why, except that I don't think it's because he had like a conscience or anything like that. A hundred percent. No, he leaves his wife and is like, I'm out. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's back and he's under the FBI watch, but he was not arrested or indicted right away. And people were pissed. Can you imagine? Yeah, like, why is he? And he probably feels like a sense of relief, like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm not going to get out, taken. We'll just play this out. Yeah. Okay. So the man was like out and about going to lunch with his attorney at his favorite restaurant. And this reporter, Bob Norman, who, you know, followed his story closely, mm-hmm. photographed him there. And the perception at the time was like, how is this guy so untouchable? It's bullshit. But what was really going on was that Scott had agreed to work with the FBI by wearing a wire to bring down some high power mafia figures. Ooh. Figures. By asking them to help him launder money. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Juicy. Okay. So he successfully did that as well as turn in everyone that had anything to do with the Ponzi scheme. He spilled all the tea. And then he was charged with fraud. Scott was sentenced to 50 years in 
federal prison. 30 of Scott's associates were also charged and sentenced. It was not known where Scott was serving his sentence until very recently because he is in the witness protection program because of all the mafia stuff, I imagine. Okay. Mm -hmm. In September 2019, Scott filed for a reduction of his sentence in a public document out of Chicago. He filed it himself. So I did an inmate search at the MCC federal prison in Chicago because it seems like that's where he must have been being held. Um, But he's not listed there, at least under his real name. So I couldn't tell you. Okay. How good looking he is now or not. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure it's just getting better. Better and better. Yeah. His appeal for a sentence reduction is pretty interesting. He lays it out that he doesn't know of any case where anyone has cooperated more than him, with the exception of not being forthcoming about the whole, I asked my wife to move some diamonds thing. And I think that's probably actually true. I mean, he really did say this is it. There actually, that's not completely true because I think there is still some money offshore that is in question that people say maybe his uncle got his hands on. Anyways, okay. He says he's real sorry. And he emphasizes that all his cooperation led to all the victims eventually getting their money back, which is true. No way. Yeah. Everything was put up. That's amazing. It's amazing. Everything. It happened a couple different ways. Everything was put up for auction. And in combination with the proceeds for all that, somehow the banks were forced to pay judgments for their part in some of this for not doing due diligence. Mm -hmm. Additionally, sadly, charities that Scott had given those big donations to had to give the money back. Oh, I was thinking that, by the way. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So in combination of all those, people did get paid back, which is very fortunate. I mean, that's just not typically what it's happens. Like, now in Ponzi it's like schemes. unheard of. I think that like Madoc, like people were really. Oh, he, the Madoc case? Yeah, they're out. They they're lost out. their whole entire yeah. life savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. So anyhow, despite Scott's plea for sentence reduction, the Court of Appeals affirmed their decision, which means Scott was not granted a new evidentiary hearing and his sentence will not be reduced anytime soon. I looked at the commissary list to see what Scott can get his hands on. It's not a very long commissary list like sometimes we see, but Mm -hmm. they did have Velveeta and Snickers bars. So (laughs) I think it's not that bad. I can live on Velveeta and Stingers. Okay. So if you can buy Velveeta, do you make mac and cheese with that or you just eat the Velveeta? It said just Velveeta ball. It said, uh, I think it's like Velveeta cheese sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe you dress up your standard prison meal. 
Like, do they have a microwave where you could take your pasta? I think so because they have like popcorn. Oh, they have popcorn too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I would do that. I would take the Velveeta cheese sticks and put it in the plain pasta. put Velveeta on anything. Make butter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's so bad. It's so bad and it's so good. It doesn't even have to be refrigerated. No. That is real weird. Real. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of like my uh, emergency food. There's hamburger patties in there somehow. That's real gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) Last 20 years. Yeah. 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 Okay. All all right. So as far as the people close, so that we know that's a wrap on Scott. He's eating Velveeta and Snickers. Not getting out. Okay. As far as where he should be. Very much so where he should be. Okay. As far as the people close to him that I mentioned in the story, his buddy that owned the nightclubs with him that made the trip to Morocco that pretended to be a banker. He served three years for his role that for dressing up that day. Wow, that's a lot of years for dressing up. Yeah. Maybe he knew a little bit more. Well, impersonating a banker, I mean, that's bad. Yeah, maybe he knew a little more. And I, you know. Three years? Yeah, it was a really public case. It was, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kimberly. Mm -hmm. Princess Kimberly divorced him right away. Imagine. She did not stick by his side in prison. Oh, hell to the no. Yeah. And she served 15 months for the whole given my friend diamonds to hold on to. That seems a little excessive. Yeah. She had to go to jail for that? Yeah, 15 months. She was actually sentenced to 18 months, and she got out after 15. Hi, chihuahuas. Yeah. And did they take the diamonds? Oh, yeah. Oh. (gasps) What's she doing now? Did you look her up? Yeah, she works at a Lexus dealership in Miami. Is she still smoking hot? She is really hot still. Yeah. I mean, I actually really like her. I mean, I don't think it was all about love, but she was on probation in 2016 and it was preventing her from receiving a promotion to the finance department. And her friends and coworkers wrote glowing letters about her lack of self-pity and her full accountability and her work ethic. And she seems to have put her life back together. I mean, she, I wish her well. She seems real genuine in interviews. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she knew. I think she's guilty of what all of his, like, victims are guilty of, not asking questions. I mean, why would she? She's got a yacht named after her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should ask questions. <laughs> I <have to> say. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go to the clink. You're like, honey, where are you getting all that money? I mean, what is he going to say? He's like, I'm a business guy. What are you talking about? Like, I I run a business. I have a law firm. What do you need to know? I asked my husband about hand soap and he's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, well, I don't know. I I like this smell, you know? Yeah. Doesn't want to. He doesn't want to talk about business after business hours. That's true. I feel like it's in like, maybe it's just from The Sopranos. I feel like it's in like some like mob movie where they're like, what I tell you, don't, don't ask me about my business. Sometimes I ask my husband about work and he says, what I tell you about asking me about my business. That's right. And I'm sure he was even more so like, 
sweet Kimberly princess. Yeah, but wouldn't your listen? Don't talk to me about. But my spidey sense doesn't go up and think like, oh, I think my husband is running some corrupt marine transportation operation. No, I think he's really fucking running boats. That's what I think he's really doing. I think your husband is really fucking making hand sanitizer. I don't think he, I think I think if we were Kimberly, you'd be like your spidey sense would go off. We'd be like, is he really settling sexual harassment lawsuits? I don't think so. I think she she was a bartender. Like she's like this. I was a bartender. Is- I, bartenders are smart. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. She she's not in finance where like she's trained to see those kind of things. Right. I wouldn't know either. So if I was married to somebody that was this big business guy and his name was all over every boxing ring that I've ever went to, I think, hell, yeah, this guy is super legit. Yeah, I don't think she's questioning it. And he's giving all his money to charity. He's even a better guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good She's point. She's not questioning I definitely it. think that her serving 15 months for the diamond thing was like extra. Like they needed to do something with her, but maybe like probation, just probation. She wasn't in the business. You know, she wasn't like looking at all the documents from, and let me tell you, you know, as well as me, we just got a document that we had to sign for our small little housewives of true crime business. I mean, we didn't even read it. so and i don't think that husband portion is what i said i think that was totally false so tell jeremiah if you guys get divorced he still gets half okay okay um but could you imagine she's like oh let me read that document from that one client no like there's no she doesn't have time for that she's sipping champagne and Laying out on the beach. Yeah. And now she's working at Lexus. Yeah. Which is a great job, but it's not living the life of luxury. Yeah. Well, you know, what also would be smart is, let's say, all the Kimberleys out there who, you know, maybe your husband's making a lot of money. Maybe your spidey sense goes off a little bit, but you don't want to ask too many questions. Maybe start a little uh, bank account of your own. Maybe in offshore. Yeah. Or like a safety deposit box (laughs) or something. Not saying that that's legal and maybe you should get some advice from an attorney, but sometimes offshore bank accounts can help you. Listen, you know, I worked at a small uh, establishment for a while. The wife told me that she did that. She was like, oh, yeah, I put money away every month for myself. You know, I think that's a smart idea. And she was like, that. (laughs) (laughs) I've kind of forgot about that until now. But I remember being like, you do really? And she was like, oh, yeah. And she was very um, submissive wife. Like you would never suspect. Oh, that she would do that. Yeah. But it's like, oh, okay. He wears the pants, but not really. Well, it's like I had a friend that her husband was really, you know, they had like only this amount of money to spend on whatever, you know? Yeah. So groceries was the one area that she could spend more on than anything else. And so she would just go and get gift cards at the grocery store. So smart. Yeah. Because it was that like her husband's like, you could spend on food only, but getting your nails done, not so much. 
So then she would just go get like a Visa gift card (laughs) and go get her nails done. Yeah. Yeah. So there's ways, you know, there's ways around it. Not saying that we're siphoning any of the money off of our Are you kidding me? No, I am not siphoning any money. I'm, I am, I'm the one that pays the bills in my house and I'm paying for fishing poles. I know Gretchen got another fishing pole. After we talked all that shit about the fishing poles and really it, they fishing hole. He, listen, he works very hard. He deserves to buy himself whatever. By the way, wants. we talked about the fishing poles on the bonus on episode. The bonus. So. Okay. So listen to the bonus. Patreon. That's where it's all. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> but long story short, my husband has an affection for fishing poles and they would not bother me except for he keeps them in the house. I don't get that. They need to be in the garage so I don't have to look at them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is true. Anyways, but seriously, I talked shit about the fishing poles and then another box shows up in my house. <laughs> you heard you. My The poor mailman, he's like, knocks on my door and I'm like, God damn it. And he's like, uh, what? Oh, like, you can't mistake a fishing pole in a box. I'm like, seriously, another one? At least it's light. You know what we've been getting delivered? What? Home gym equipment, which we don't even have space for a home gym, but we're putting it outside. And that shit is so heavy. And the mailman. Oh, I don't even know how they get it to your Am- door. Amazon guy is like, I have another one. He's like so pissed. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> and I can't help you with that because it's way too heavy. Oh, my God. You should tip him. Are you allowed to do that? Maybe I should get him a gift card. Yeah. I'll go to the grocery store later. <laughs> <Yeah>, perfect. <laughs> okay. Should we give some shout outs? You guys, thank you so much for joining our Patreon. You guys are awesome. If you want extra content, that's where you go for it. On Thursdays, we drop an extra episode and we talk about current crimes we talk about life and Gretchen does a whole crime once a month and they're all real good. And we put all these. Okay. So you guys might notice the first 12 episodes of our podcast are not on there. They're on our Patreon because although they were good, they weren't really good. They were, this audio quality green. was not as good. They were green. Yeah. So they're on there. Okay. Allie from Mississippi, in case this case isn't getting enough attention, please, please, please look at it. Okay. She wants us to look at a case. What case is it? Ming Chen Shuo and Jessica Chambers murder. It's a Mississippi, Louisiana murder case, and it hasn't been resolved. Okay. Allie okay, from we'll Mississippi. Look. We're going to look. Yeah. Gretchen does not like unsolved cases, but... I don't don't mind them. I don't like unsolved them and I don't, you know, and we don't do kids. So. Oh, I hope it's not kids. Yeah. So we'll look into it. But yeah, that's one thing, guys. We do not do children. Yeah. People send us a lot of kids. We don't do kids. So we'll never do the Chris Watts one. Yeah. Ever, ever. I already know too much about that and I cried my whole way through it. Okay. Fabby Richie. She says, obsessed with the show. Oh my gosh, you guys, so cute. She wrote a very long one and that's really nice. Alyssa Jate, 
J8. I'm absolutely obsessed. Thank you so much. Nikki loves Cam. Excellent show. Thank you so much. She also says, eat a banana, Chrissy. That's right. Binge worthy, no doubt. From nickname, they're all taken. B Nelson, I'm not new anymore. Um, I think that's it. So thanks so much, guys. If you love us, please rate us and review us. We will shout you out. And until Thursday on Patreon, I hope you guys all have a fantastic week. Clank, clank, clank.